Good afternoon. Welcome to the Daily Briefing Live for Monday, June 1st. This is our 30-minute review of the latest, most important news, resources, and advice for health system, marketing, and communication professionals dealing with the ongoing COVID-19 epidemic. I'm Sarah Natoli. I'm your guest host for today. It's my first time on the show. I am thrilled that I have veteran Chase Kleckner here with me. He's our senior marketing manager here at Revive Health and, of course, our producer for the show. Um, Chase, how are you today? Uh, Doing great, Sarah. So excited to have you on today's show. Thank you. Um, And I am extremely excited that we are joined as a guest, Annie Bush. Um, Annie is a colleague of mine prior to coming to Revive. She has so many insightful things to share about marketing, particularly during this time. So Annie oversees um, all marketing, branding, and content efforts at Careport Health. She joined Careport in late 2016. This was right before the company was acquired by Allscripts, a big health IT brand name that I think we all know and recognize. Um, Prior to coming to Careport, Annie was with Curisband. She led the marketing team there for several years. She built the brand and actually took that company through an acquisition. You may know them today as Napa Health. Um, So in addition to having more than a decade of experience in the marketing and communications space, um, Annie also has an MA from BU and a BA from Boston College. So I am a Bostonian and so is Annie. Um, Annie, thank you for joining us. How are you today? Hi, Sarah. Thanks so much for having me. Um, I'm thrilled to be to be here chatting with you today. Um, looking forward to the conversation. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so before we get to what Annie and Careport have been doing, um, we're just going to start with some introductory material for the show. So we'll let you know what's to come. We'll be covering the latest news on COVID, um, how it relates particularly to marketing communications. We'll highlight some resources that we think are helpful for you. Um, you'll also notice that there's a Q&A button on your screen. You are welcome to share questions for us at any time. Um, Chase will keep an eye on that for us. You can also use the chat function to um, speak to other attendees if you'd like. But if you have questions for us, we'd love for you to keep them in the queue so that we can keep track of them. Um, we will also be um, providing some of the relevant links that we're talking about in the chat function so you can access them immediately. Um, For those of you who don't know it, we are now in the Apple Podcast Store, so if you subscribe like I do, you'll get an uh, update every day on your phone when the episode is live in iTunes. Um, We also will post a recording of the show, including video, on our website, so that's www.thinkrevivehealth.com. So look there uh, for this recording and from others. A couple of just housekeeping notes before we get started. So this is not the place to come for medical or scientific information about COVID. Um, You know, we are marketing experts. We have a lot of opinions there. We have a lot of thoughts on how to manage the crisis. Um, We also recognize that every situation is unique and every marketer really needs to take in what we're saying and, and think about how it may or may not apply to your situation. Um, So that's it with housekeeping. We're going to move on to um, the more sobering part of the show. So every day we feel like it's really important to share the latest case counts, um, not just in the U.S., but across across the country. So this impacts everything that we do as marketing professionals. We need to know how the crisis is developing. Um, You know, eventually we hope to see some recovery here in these numbers. So we use the Johns Hopkins dashboard. Um, of the same source every day so that the numbers we're giving you are consistent. Um, this morning, the case count in the world was 
773 individuals. Um, and the worldwide mortality count is 372,752. So really staggering numbers. Um, in the US, the cases are 1,793,780. Of course, last week, we unfortunately passed the critical milestone of 100,000 deaths. Um, so this morning, the death count is at 104,450 in the US. Um, today, we wanted to talk a little bit about the context in which this show is happening. So there were a lot of events, of course, over the weekend. Um, the country, you know, had a huge reaction and response to the very sad um, violence against George Floyd and others who have come before him. Um, today, we really want to acknowledge that racial disparity is is so prevalent in our society. It's it's even um, demonstrable within the pandemic. So as we're sharing numbers today, we wanted to share the mortality rate among African Americans in our country. So that's 2.4 times as high as it as it is for whites. Um, put another way, blacks comprise 13% of the U.S. population. However, they comprise 25% of COVID deaths. Um, so these are really momentous, significant numbers, and we just encourage everyone as you're developing materials to reach out to your patients and your communities that you keep these disparities in mind. Um, tomorrow's guests um, we'll talk a about later in the show. We'll have more to share in this area as well. Um, we will also post the resources that we pulled those stats for in the show notes. Um, speaking of resources, we just want to remind you to visit our communications hub um, on a bi-weekly basis. We issue a roundup of the latest intelligence and advice that we have. Um, we'll also be posting some of the resources that Annie's going to talk to us about. Um, so CareFort has a number of resources. Um, we'll make those available to you as well. Okay, so um, Annie, I am excited to dig in and talk about the great work that CarePort has been doing. Um, so you've received a lot of media attention this spring um, for your data around COVID. Yeah. I, of course, know a little bit about it, um, but I'd love if you could tell our listeners today about what makes your data set unique and what really caused you to do COVID analysis. I know you have a number of health system clients, and I'm imagining yeah. that some of them are in those hotspots. Yeah. Um, so just to sort of paint the picture for folks who maybe don't know about CarePort. Um, so mm -hmm. we provide um, care coordination software that allows hospitals, post-acute care providers, payers, physicians, ACOs to sort of connect and track patient care across the continuum. Meaning, you know, we can help um, if a patient is admitted, we can help uh, you know, the hospital care coordinators work with the discharge planners to work with the intake coordinators at the post-acute and then, you know, allow um, those care coordinators to track patient care um, as the patient moves from hospital to post-acute and to home and hopefully not back to the hospital. But in the, the, uh, the case that that does happen, um, you know, our software um, and our platform allows um, providers and, and um uh, of all kinds to sort of track their patients as they move through, through the continuum. Um, so we have, mm -hmm. you know, hundreds, close to a thousand hospitals, hundreds of thousands of post-acute care providers uh, using this platform across the country. Um, it's EHR agnostic. Yes, we are an Allscripts company, but, um, you know, our platform can be used by, by any hospital and is used by hospitals of all kinds across the country. Um, and so when we are, um, you know, helping hospitals transition these patients, um, we're also capturing some data as patients move through the continuum. Um, so right. that's, 
that's what's allowed us to sort of start. That's the baseline. So we were doing this, um, we've been doing this for a long time. Um, and um, we thought it was, you know, it would be a, a good idea and interesting to start tracking patients, you know, as they, um, as, as COVID hit, it, it seemed like there was a need for some of this data. And because we have all those connections um, and we have a baseline of customers, some of which Sarah, you mentioned are in these hotspots, um, we started to yep. look a little bit more closely at the data. Really interesting. Um, so your company has issued a number of reports, right? So yep. you're looking at the aggregate view and the stories that this data tells. That's one of the, the wonderful things about your team is I think that story mining and getting those insights. Yep. The first report, um, that was really around hospital mortality, right? So yep. um, some folks may have seen there was an article in the Washington Post, a number of other publications. This, really confounding stat that one out of every 10 middle-aged um, people in the U.S. that are hospitalized with COVID do not recover. Um, so I would encourage folks to check out that report. Um, I know that you've done two others since then, so I'd love it if you could share a little bit about, you know, how the, the second and third reports built on that first and what's in them. Sure. Um, so one of the reports we did, um, which I think is really important, is about preparing um, for what comes next. Um, mm. So, you know, while we're in the middle of all of this, and again, particularly in places like New York and Detroit, um, where we've seen this surge of cases, um, you know, we want to be able to to help our hospital um, and post acute care partners that are that are in these areas and that are affected. Um, but we also have to think about what happens, after, you know, as as patients start to get better. Um, where are they going to recover? Um, and right, right now, um, we, we, one of the things that we did is um, Careport made some changes to um, some of our products to help specifically with COVID. Um, so one thing that we did was we added a survey to one of our, um, one of our products where post-EQ providers would simply just be able to answer, can, I, you know, can we um, um, care for patients with COVID? Do we have um, isolation beds or, you know, no, we're absolutely not able to do that. Um, or we have COVID patients under our care right now. Um, and because we have so many post-acute care providers that are using our platform, we were able to see um, how many could care, you know, and, and start to look at that across the country. Um, and, and that's where this data becomes really important. Obviously, it's important in the moment for some of these hospitals that we're trying to discharge the patients. Um, but from from a from a national story, that kind of told us, um, you know, there were only six percent of, of of nursing homes that were able to accept um, COVID positive patients. Meaning, you know, wow, out of all of these hundreds of you know these thousands of post acute care providers in the country, there was a very small percentage that that are able to to care for these patients and. You know, patients can't recover in the hospital forever, but there are some long-term right. um, um, repercussions of, of, of this virus that we're really just beginning to figure out. Um, and post-acute care is going to be a really important part of that. So what can we do uh, to uh, uh, better prepare those post-acute care providers, whether that's better staffing or PPE, um, or, you know, just better communication between hospital and post-acute care um, that puts everyone in a better position 
um, to, to better care for these patients because it's gonna be really vital. Um, and, and hopefully that's something that we're thinking about if and when we have this sort of second wave of cases. Yeah, I'm really impressed by sort of the, the theme of, you know, clear communication and transparency that seems, you know, across CarePort and that's so important um, for health systems to have with, you know, every stakeholder. Yeah. And then, so specifically, your most recent report was about nursing homes. Is that right? I yeah. mean, we've certainly seen a ton of articles in the press about the prevalence of deaths yeah, in nursing homes. Um, is there anything out of that report that you think would be important for this audience? Yeah, I mean, it's all important. And I should say, you know, the reason right. why CarePort released this, has been releasing these reports is not to, um, it, it's, it's to be, it's for the benefit of public health. Um, you know, we yep. released these as we were getting the data. It's not peer reviewed, it, you know, it's, but we felt it was really important to share the findings. Um, and um, with the nursing home report that came out, um, you know, 10 days ago or so, ago, um, what we saw there was that there was an increased prevalence um, with um, patients that have dementia. Um, the, mm. the, the, you know, the population of, of patients that have uh, dementia and have COVID, um, like the, the statistically it wasn't matching up, similar to what you were saying about like the population of African-Americans. Um, right. you know, it's patients that have dementia, women who do make up um, you know, a, a larger, probably 60% of the population within the nursing homes, um, you know, where you would see, where you've typically seen men um, uh, more, more likely to, to, um, to be um, hospitalized with COVID, you're seeing more women on the nursing home side. And so it's all of these nuances and, and you know, interesting, um, you know, data nuggets um, and this is looking at, you know, 63,000, um, you know, nursing home patients. It's a, it's a, it's a large trove of data. Um, and so being able to sort of share some of this data as we're seeing it, as it's coming out, um, we thought that that was a sort of, a, a, you know, something we could do to help for the just broader public health. Yeah, that's terrific. I encourage everyone to check them out and these resources out and to just think on, um, as health system marketers and communications professionals, that forward-looking um, approach, you know, encouraging the operational side of your health system to be thinking about some of these things that Annie's brought up is really, really important. Um, so I think this is a great transition into another topic that I wanted to chat with you about, Annie. Yep. Um, you know, our audience is largely hospital and health system marketers, um, and there's a kind of a struggle to get access to leadership in these yeah. roles. Um, and I know that, you know, you're in a unique position, um, you're over in health tech, where sometimes you can just go, you know, walk three feet. Um, I used to be not, able to. Not yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but you've got, you know, sort of a, a different relationship to leadership. Right. Um, although health tech is different, I think that within your personal style, there's definitely some insights that you could share about building those relationships, um, particularly during this time. Yeah. Um, so, you know, one thing that I've always, um, as Sarah mentioned, you know, this is my, my, my second go around in, in health tech care transitions company. Um, but my, my style in general, I've always worked in small teams. Um, so uh, mm -hmm. at CarePort here, um, we're, we're a team of, mighty team of four. It's not a huge team. Um, but what that forces us to do in a really good way, um, we have to be nimble. 
Um, and we have to be aware of the needs of all of our constituents. So I'm, we manage the branding, we manage the PR, we manage collateral, we manage sometimes internal communication. So there's so many different mm -hmm. people that we're serving. We work with product teams, we work with sales teams, we work with executives, we work with the implementation teams. Um, you know, we're kind of covering the gamut of the whole company, which is wonderful because we get access to all of these different, you know, we see the, the touch points of all the customers and, and the way that, that everyone kind of comes together to, to serve everyone. At the same time, we need to be able to, um, be helpful to all of those teams. Um, so right. it's, it's being able to sort of, um, it, it, it gets back Sarah, to that communication transparency. So especially now with COVID, I'm, uh, you know, over communicating. And I think that's, to me, that that's the biggest change that I've, that we've, we've tried to uh, undertake um, since we're all home and, you know, you know, working kind of on our own, um, you know, it kind of forces us to, you know, be checking in, um, reaching out to see if there's different ways that we can be helpful. You know, are there things that we can do? Having lots of video chats and being present, um, but just sort of trying to, you know, remain helpful to all the people that we serve um, and, you know, kind of checking in with people much more frequently um, and trying to stay on top of, especially as everyone here knows, the news cycle is crazy. And, um, <laughs> but trying to stay on top of that and, and, and seeing where are there ways that we can insert ourselves into the conversation in a way that is helpful. Um, and, yeah. so, and, and I think that's also an important thing to remember, you know, kind of where can you be helpful? Not what we're trying to do here with CarePort is we're not trying to insert ourselves into the conversation for the sake of inserting ourselves into the conversation. That's not what we want. Um, but in ways to be helpful and, and, you know, provide better information. So it sounds like your team is really closely tied in with the needs of the business and you're right. trying to drive your activities around that. It also seems like you're very knowledgeable about the business of healthcare right. and you're, you guys are really subject matter experts in healthcare. Um, I think, you know, this is a great moment for health system marketers to sort of do what you're doing and get in lockstep with their operations folks, because in order for hospitals to recover, um, marketing and operations are going to have to work really closely together. Right. Um, so one sort of follow-up I would have for you is, you know, what do your touch points look like with leadership? Are you looking to talk to them once a week, um, a couple times a week? Yeah. Do you talk to them only when you have news or questions? Is it regular? I think it depends. I mean, I, there's, we're very busy, you know, with everything that's going on and with, with all of this data and all these reports on the careport side, we're very busy, but there are certainly days of quiet and when it's not as hectic and sometimes you just need to, you know, kind of take all that in and take a breather <laughs> because it gives you, you know, it allows you to think beyond, okay, we've gotten through this one thing now, you know, what's the follow-up. And I'd say that, you know, making sure, staying on top of the follow-up and what are the next steps. And that's the way that I like to be in touch with, with leadership. And, um, you know, if I don't have a regularly scheduled touch point, which at this point I, I normally do, um, but without one, it's just following up. Do you have everything you need? You know, what more can I do to help? Hey, here's this thing that I, here's this article that I saw um, that I think might be relevant. Um, here's 
a similar story that I've seen in the news, something that we're, we've been trying, you know, trying to talk about. Um, here's something else that I've seen. Um, and, you know, and working with the sales team, you know, making sure that they're up to speed on all of that stuff too. So I send week for, as a company, um, you know, and working with the sales team, I send a weekly wrap up email. Here's everything that's been going on on the marketing side. Mm -hmm. You know, here's all of our blogs. Here's the press. Here's some new collateral, whatever it is that gets put into a weekly, weekly email touch point. And then, um, for the entire company, I do a monthly email. This is everything that's happening in marketing and sales and product and implementation and customer support. So just to give everyone some access into yep. what's going on, which feels especially important right now, um, that people have a way of understanding what's happening across the company. Additionally, we're also doing a few more town halls, um, which are, you hmm. know, they're virtual, but um, you know, that allows people again, see some faces, ask questions, get an understanding, even if there's no news to report um, necessarily about what's happening you know, in the company, there always is, but it doesn't have to be a big announcement or anything like that. Um, it's just a way to kind of get people together and touch base. Yeah, yeah, so that, that's wonderful. We are doing similar things at Revive, trying to have some internal meetings. Um, I know that we've been counseling our clients that it's really important to communicate internally. It's just as important as your communications to patients. Yes. So I have just sort of one follow-up on that, and then I'd love to talk a little bit about your COVID hub. Um, so, so you have that seat at the table at Careport. Others who are looking to get it. Um, once you have sort of established that, and you've alluded to this a little bit, um, but, you know, what do you do next? So I'm curious, you know, your team has helped put together some of these reports, communications, um, made sure that they're accessible to everyone. Um, you want to always be ready for the next thing. So as you think beyond COVID and think about this as one moment in time, how are you sort of preparing to, to make sure that those relationships stay just as strong in the future? And do you have advice around that? Yeah, so uh, I hope this is just one moment in time too. Um, but I also think this is something that we're going to have to live with while managing mm -hmm. everything else, just like working at home while managing your your life, right? Mm -hmm. Everything is sort of blending together here. Um, yeah. But, you know, initially, it was pretty much all that we focused on because it was all that everybody was focused on. Um, but in starting to see um, maybe a dip in cases now, um, you know, we are starting to think about, okay, it's not even what comes next. It's like, what are the other things that are going on that we're also going to have to be paying attention to? You can't look past that. Um, and because you don't want to be caught sort of flat footed, um, when the next thing, right. does come up. um, and so it, it, again, it goes back to continuing to have those conversations, um, and, and checking in with everyone who you work with um, and, and making sure that you understand kind of where their focus is. Not that it should guide your focus, but it just, you know, it, it gets you thinking about the other things that, that are going on. Um, again, for me, we have touch points across the company. So, you know, we hopefully all those touch points are aligned. Um, but, uh, you know, just making sure that we are kind of keeping an eye and an ear out for the next thing. Um, and now that we've gotten past this first surge, um, just, you know, kind of picking up and, and seeing where some of those, um, some of the things that we left off on, like 
what needs to what needs to keep happening in order to sort of get to this new normal that everyone's talking about. Yeah, and I, I mean that's so applicable to our audience because I think many of them are seeing the surgical volumes increase in right. the hospitals. Um, so people are kind of breathing a momentary sigh of relief, but you can't do that for too long because no. then you've got to think about where are the next patient's going to come right. from. Um, so this looks a little bit different for the health system marketer, but I think the same principles yeah. apply, right? Right. It's different, but it's, you know, it, it, it's universal. You know, there are, everybody had other things that they were working on before all of this hit. Um, and so for us, you know, we're looking at, um, you know, interoperability and, and, and some other, you know, big regulations that are definitely, the right. phone aren't going to go away, you know, things like that aren't going to change. There might be delays and there might be pauses on things, but in the end, you, you do have to go back and sort of pick up where you left off. Um, and I think that's true of, of everything I've kind of said, um, you know, in, in working with, um, with your different teams um, and what we do for our customers and, 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 you know, all the work that we're doing on, on these COVID reports, um, but kind of making sure that you're not just sort of dropping the ball. Yeah. And I'm sure Chase is head nodding a lot, right? Because Chase is his whole marketing plan for this year out the window, right? Um, and now yeah. you're, you're thinking, yeah. what's the rest of the year going to look like? Um, right. So this is on every marketer's mind. Um, right. I just, and for we only like, have a yeah, sorry, but you've, especially for things that were planned to be in person, what's yep. the plan, you know, what's the plan <laughs> like this, you know, this wasn't part of our plan, right? <laughs> Um, really briefly, um, I know that your team has created a really robust COVID hub. Um, I thought that it was interesting when we chatted that you talked a little bit about like who you were trying to reach and the type of materials that you shared. Yep. Um, so can you talk a little bit about how it's maybe a bit broader than your normal audience? Yeah, I can. So sort of what, what I've been saying all, uh, you know, well, as we've been chatting here is we released these reports because we thought that they were important broadly. It's not that, yes, they're absolutely applicable to our customers and our customers are living this right now. Um, but, you know, everyone has, a, you know, people, everyone knows a family member or, you know, someone who has gone through hospital to post-acute transition and 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 some of the data that we're finding doesn't necessarily have to have to do with that I mean the, the you know the, the hospital mortality um, and in what's happening in the nursing homes is, is universally important um, and so this was different for us you know we generally we are um, uh, you know we're trying to reach hospitals and post acute care providers and payers and people who live in the healthcare realm but in this sense um, the data that we've been providing as you know has much more broad application so we created this covid hub um, as a place to sort of put these reports um, and then um, which could be you know have broad applicability but then also providing some best practices other news and information for customers um, and and consumers alike um, so we created the hub um, as a way to um, provide those updates um, and kind of be, you know, we're not Johns Hopkins, we're not providing, you know, all of that, all of that data, um, but it's, um, it's still very um, important data and something that can be used by academics and by healthcare providers alike. And that's terrific. Um, so I would encourage everyone to check out that hub. 
Um, I can't believe it, but we are almost at the close of the show. Um, so Annie, thank you so much for joining us. I would love if we could dig into some of this more, um, but I think it's great that everyone will have the resources. So, um, you know, if there's anything you'd like us to cover on tomorrow's show, please go ahead and post it using the Zoom chat tool. Um, Annie, it's been so terrific talking with you. Um, Chase, it's always great to do anything with you. Um, I want to talk a little bit about tomorrow's show. So we are continuing with having some guest hosts. So my colleague, Josh Schoonover, is going to join the show tomorrow. He's going to be joined by guest Dr. Robert Kahn, who's the executive lead of population and community health at Cincinnati Children's Hospital. Um, he's going to be discussing the importance of reaching at-risk and vulnerable populations during a pandemic. He'll provide a framework for how to share messages, information, and education. I think he'll be a really interesting guest given what's going on um, in the country right now and some of those racial disparities that we discussed at the top of the show. Um, quickly, before we wrap, I just want to say to all of you guys out there, either listening live or later today, um, hang in there. Keep up the amazing work that you're doing. I know it's not as easy. All three of us on this call um, have children that are somewhere behind the scenes um, just waiting to burst in and interrupt our workflows. But um, we are do we're, we're really rocking it as marketers, I think, and the skills that you bring are just so critical in helping moving us forward through this crisis. So we will be back. We revive tomorrow and every weekday until this passes. And we will talk to you then.